It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. We're constantly told this is rooted in science, but if it is, why is the science always wrong? And Joe Biden has a double-digit lead in the polls. However... And everybody loves a parade, right? But first... Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. It is Thursday afternoon, 547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, at Bottom Line 610 is our Twitter handle. And... You can also hit us up via email at 610kona.com on the bottom line page. It's also where our podcasts happen to be if you miss any portion of the program. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson with you. Uh, Today was kind of a day we were waiting to see gauge-wise from the state Supreme Court as far as what impact, if any, the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in the Colorado Cake Bakers case would have when it came to Baronel Stutzman and Arlene's Flowers. Earlier today, the state Supreme Court upheld its original ruling, uh, finding that Baronel Stutzman and Arlene's Flowers was in the wrong for their decision not to um, make flowers, make arrangements for a gay couple's wedding. Um, They will be going back to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, we know that with the the Colorado cake makers ruling, there were some questions as to why the U.S. Supreme Court did not take Baronel Stutzman's case along with uh, an Oregon baker's case, as well as I believe there was another one out there as well, and roll them all into um, the Colorado case and make one ruling. There were little different nuances with all of those cases based on the individual state laws. And so instead of taking them all and making one blanket ruling, the U.S. Supreme Court decided we're going to take this one, we're going to rule on it, and then we're going to kick the other ones back to the state Supreme Courts with the guidance of our ruling and see what they do. Well, we saw what the Washington State Supreme Court did today. They basically ignored the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling. And now Baronel Stutzman will be reapplying to the U.S. Supreme Court to have her case held on its own merits, have her case heard on its own merits. When the uh, high court reviewed and ruled on the Colorado Cake Baker case, they first off, the the U.S. Supreme Court tends to not take up similar cases right uh, in the same session however the the way the ruling was handed down in the Colorado cake baker case it was more about the court proceedings and technicalities that popped up uh, than it was the actual issue at hand about again whose rights supersede the others um, and so that's why what once they did that, we all thought that it was it was going to go the way it did today, 
and that eventually they would petition again to have this U.S. Supreme Court uh, take a look at it. And according to Baronel Stutzman's attorneys at the uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, they will, in the next few months, uh, get the paperwork together, petition the U.S. Supreme Court to hear their case. It could happen as early as next spring, possibly next fall, or not at all. Uh, but they are asking the high court, or will be asking the high court, to look at Baronel Stutzman's case individually. The actual nuts and bolts that we've been debating for how many years now on this show and, and just in general, uh, the merits of the case. You know, the, the whole freedom of religion, uh, the... The, the laws that the Attorney General of the state of Washington say says that Baronell broke both the uh, Consumer Protection Act laws as well as the uh, anti-discrimination laws in the state of Washington. So today's ruling basically said, yeah, we, we heard you, U.S. Supreme Court, we we looked at we didn't have a bias. That was the thing is specifically <clears throat> relook at the case without a religious bias. <laughs> well, I I you know I don't care who you are. If you're human, you're going to have some bias on some level. Can you set it aside for a while? Sure, but the the state supreme court of Washington said that when they re, when they ruled originally in 2017 that they didn't rule with any kind of bias and they probably weren't they were probably looking at the laws of the state of washington um right you know like them or not that's that's pretty much the conclusion that they were going to reach uh given the language of of the laws and it's gonna it's gonna take the u.s supreme court weighing in to figure out if Washington state's laws, uh, specifically on anti-discrimination, but possibly even consumer protection, um, violate the Constitution. If they are, if they are unlawful, that's that's where it's going to be. You know, it's also our poll question today at bottom line six ten. The state supreme court upheld the ruling in the Baronel Stutzman Arlene Flowers case. Stutzman and her attorney plan to reapply to the U.S. Supreme Court. Will they take her case, and do you think they will overturn the state's decision? That's our poll question today at Bottom Line 610 at 610 KONA Radio on Twitter. We certainly encourage you to get involved that way or also via phone at 547-1610. Obviously, these cases are not going away anytime soon, and We've had the debate many times on this program, and the debate has raged throughout the courts in this country as to does one individual's right outweigh another's right when it comes to your belief system? And it has been a heavily discussed topic for a long time now. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hey, this is Rob from Kennewick. What's up, Rob? Hey, man. Um, I've just, I, I don't know where the, the language changed in, uh, in this 
lawsuit against Baronell, but it was my understanding from talking to quite a few people that were privy to information that she did not refuse to make the actual arrangements. She refused to participate in the ceremony. That's so she, Yeah. So I hear a lot of times people saying she wouldn't make the arrangements, and it's not true. She just wouldn't deliver them. They had to find a different way to deliver them to the ceremony. So mm-hmm. it's a little different than the cake baker. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's and that's one of those nuances, Robin. Thanks for calling and bringing that up. Is and this was one of the things that I always thought was so was surprising to me with the rulings that came down is that she had never refused service to these individuals in the past. They were consistent customers. When yes. it came time to the event itself, she didn't want to take part in the event because it was against her belief system. But she never refused them service previously, and I always thought that it was odd that with that track record and that pattern, it would have been very hard to prove discrimination because there was never a time she turned them out of her store. It Just when it came down to the event itself, she didn't want to be a willing, participation, a willing participant with the event. Right. And, tech, and, and Rob is, is correct. Uh, the phone, Rob, not you. You're never correct. Oh, I know uh, that. That's... The the actual language, I guess, is that she uh, in in failing to provide services to a gay couple's wedding. This is where we have the lawsuit. And by services, obviously being a floral shop, it would be flowers for the the wedding itself. And it's not against anyone individually. It was against the the service if you will so it, it's an important distinction but uh you know it's again as we take a time out give us a call 547-1610 if you'd like to weigh in um this <laughs> there's a fine line and i always go back to whose rights supersede the others when there is a clash like this the the rights you know when you're talking about discrimination whose rights supersede the others we'll break more of it down uh attorney general bob ferguson weighed in we'll have a quote from him as well this is the bottom line news radio 610 kona hook up with the bottom line on twitter at bottom line 610 now back to the show presented by mccary meets in basin city Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. You can email us too. Just go to the website six ten kona dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Talking about the Washington State Supreme Court reaffirming their previous ruling from two thousand seventeen, uh, in which uh, they ruled that Baronel Stutzman, the owner of Arlene's Flowers in Richland, violated. Uh, state law, specifically the anti-discrimination and uh, the Consumer Protection Act laws, when she denied uh, to provide services for a gay couple's wedding a number of years ago. And uh, so we know that we've already heard that her attorneys are going to uh, refile to have the case taken up by the U.S. Supreme Court. 
Don't know if they'll take it up or not. Uh, we won't know probably till closer to the end of the year uh, or beginning of next year when uh, when the court lays out its docket for the spring. Um, hard to say, but uh, we do know this. This has been going on for a long time, yeah. and it's one of those cases. And I, I know a lot of people would like the high court to weigh in uh, because it comes down to this. On the one side... There are laws in the state of Washington preventing uh, the discrimination against any protected class. And one of those protected classes in the state of Washington are gay, lesbian, you know, uh, couples and, and, and individuals. Uh, they are, they're, the homosexuals are a protected class uh, when it comes to discrimination. On the other side of the case, obviously, is the right to have your own opinions, to have your own religious beliefs, and, you know, the, the, the right to run your business the way you want to. And so in my mind, it has always come down to somebody needs to break this deadlock, whether it's the high court or somebody, whose rights supersede the others who are more important in the in the the rule of law so we can declare a winner and move on we've been talking about this for years now yeah it's our poll question today at bottom line 610 as well the state supreme court upheld the ruling in the baron stutzman arlene's flowers case stutzman and her attorney plan to reapply to the u.s supreme court will scotus take her case do you think they'll overturn the state's decision uh michelle sent us a tweet be at bottom line 610 said our court in Washington is too liberal to see the facts. She had the right to do what she did, and the couple should have simply taken their business elsewhere. And there are people that would have done that. Mm-hmm. There are other people, however, that feel that they shouldn't have to do that. Um, a legal analyst with NBC News, uh, Pete Williams, uh, weighed in on the case uh, with with some interesting observations. Um, the woman who ran the florist said it would violate her views as a Southern Baptist and jeopardize her relations with Christ. Uh, he went on to say further that... Uh, a company called Arlene's Flowers that had long served a gay client but then refused to serve the wedding... She appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court vacated that ruling and sent it back. And then, this is the big question that we're going to be waiting to see if it's answered. Do businesses that provide services for weddings, uh, like florists or photographers, have a, a free expression right? But see, in the case of Baronel Stutzman, this is, I don't, this is where I don't see the free expression part, because she, she didn't deny that she would make the arrangements. She just didn't want to be a part of the service. So for her, is it is it an expression or is it a religious basis? I, I Well, I, I think I'm going to correct you here because it's my understanding from the beginning that she was not going to provide the flowers for the wedding. See, I thought she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna take part in the service that she'd make the flowers well by by providing the flowers for a wedding 
you are taking part in the service. I mean, it is a the the flowers are a facet of the ceremony, just like the cake, uh, the rings, you know, everything else uh, along with it. So she did not want to have her creations, her her flower creations, be a part of a ceremony that she did not deem to be in line with her religious beliefs. Right. Now, the other question to me, though, in, in the you the way you were discussing it, you framed it earlier, was about whose right is more important than someone else's or whose right supersedes someone else's. I don't know if it's a matter of that or if it's if it's just going back to equally respecting that someone has the right to disagree and and have that right respected not that someone has a priority over being able to tell someone else what they have to do as much as because to me that that is almost if you want to boil it down it's a group of protected individuals telling someone else you have to do this for me because you don't have another choice or else I'm going to sue you. That doesn't respect someone else's right. That That's almost forcing somebody and packing them into a corner where they don't have the ability to make their own decision, either as an individual or a business. So to me, it's more along the lines of the court looking at this and trying to make a determination. Does each individual have their own ability to have their rights respected, their feelings respected, their own personal beliefs respected, not minimized by one group or another in, in you know, in the in the long and short of it. Um, you know, again, we go back to the fact that she had never refused service for them before. So if she'd never refused service for them before, then it's hard for me to see that there's a discrimination here. It's more about, I don't feel this. I don't feel comfortable with this. This isn't something that I'd like to be involved in. Can you respect my right that I feel this way? And they didn't. And they basically tried to force her to do it by taking her to court and by suing her and saying, well, you discriminated against us. I, I, I don't see the discrimination when there was never a denial before that. The 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 whole the way I'm framing it, whose rights supersede the others is is from a legal standpoint. You know, I you, get you. you. You have to, you know, when you have a dispute, a legal dispute, that's what ultimately has to be decided. I get what you're saying that in in the real world, it would be nice if everybody just respected each other's own things, but that doesn't happen, and there was a long history of discrimination against many groups. Sure. Which is why we have the anti-discrimination laws basically saying you cannot you cannot uh, do things pro or con based on if you don't agree with somebody because race, creed, right. color, religion, all that stuff. But usually in order to break an anti-discrimination law, there has to be a pattern of behavior behind it, not one instance. I don't know about that. Well, I, I, I don't know about it's that. It's come to where it's that. Yeah, I, I get it. It would be, again, this is why this case 
is, I mean, is so intriguing is that there are so many nuances, which we will continue with after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. Back at the bottom line is Radio 610 KONA. Robinette hanging with you Thursday afternoon, 547-1610. If you want to get involved via email as well, at 610-KONA. Hit the website, 610kona.com. Shoot us an email that way or on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Our poll question today dealing with, well, what we've been discussing, the state Supreme Court upholding their original decision in the Arlene's Flowers case. Baronel Stutzman and her attorney will reapply to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, you know, the reason why, as we alluded to a little bit earlier, the U.S. Supreme Court did not take this case at the same time it took the Colorado Cake Bakers case was it was, you know, they don't lump them all together. And if there are similar cases, they'll pick one, they'll rule on it, they'll send the others back to the state courts uh, with the guidance of the ruling and see what transpires in that regard. Um, and as you alluded to earlier, Ed, this case is a little bit different than the Colorado Cake Baker in the aspect of um, the the Cake Baker cited freedom of expression based on religious belief. Yes, but the the whole much of the the mechanism that it went through the court system was because there were. There were problems. Right. They, I mean, the, the, the prosecutor made mistakes, um, you know, in trying the case. There, there were technicalities all over the place. And so they were trying to get the, the Colorado court ruling thrown out on those technicalities. And so when when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on it, uh, it was less about the arguments that we're talking about now with Arlene's right. flowers and more so the process. About, yeah, right. So that's why it, this case is, is so intriguing. And I, I want to, I'll pull the curtain back time to time. Rob and I will continue our discussion on through the break. I know we only had a webcam that right. That's right. And, and it's not to, you know, keep you guys out of the loop. That's why I'm bringing it up now. The big thing to consider is this. And we know, We've we've gotten phone calls. We've we get you know the the comments posted on on Facebook and on our website with re, whenever we post anything regarding this case. Here's here's the thing that we all have to remember: the way the law is written in the state of Washington is such that technically Baronel Stutzman broke state law, and that is why the rulings have all gone against her, and that. When the U, when the uh, state Supreme Court reviewed it, it was basing the decision on Washington state law, the Consumer Protection Act, and Washington state's anti-discrimination laws. If and or when this case goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, the high court will take into account all kinds of things. One, the technical the technicalities of it, sure. Two, the Washington state law. And three, they also will take into account the Constitution. And there is where Baronel Stutzman might have a fighting chance. That is where 
you can bring in the freedom of religion and religious expression and, and those kind of individual things. Not that they don't apply to everyone in the state of Washington, but when Attorney General Bob Ferguson brought the case against her originally, he contended that she broke the Consumer Protection Act, uh, you know, the, the business setting. She didn't run her business properly by doing this, as well as the anti-discrimination laws uh, for denying a protected class services based on being a protected class. And so that's why that's why things have gone in this direction. So you then if you go if you go to the high court, you then factor in the constitutional argument that Baronel Stutzman has the right to do this, it's going to carry a little bit more weight than it did at the state level because well, yeah. the high court will also be in, taking into account the Constitution. And no, I'm not an attorney. I just sound like one. And the state Supreme Court would not be able to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. Well, there's that, too. You can't really appeal. Well, you, where do you else do you appeal? Exactly. You can. You can't overturn it at the state level, so you're done there. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Mike. I got a couple questions for you. Fire away, um, man. What if, question number one, what if she would have said, I- I'm not baking the cake for you because I don't want to? Yeah, I, you know. that That's that's when one of the arguments was brought up at the beginning. Yeah. She just said, because I didn't want to. Then you you have no idea one way or the other. If she if she would have said, Mike, I can't, that would have been you could you could argue any number of reasons why she couldn't. A scheduling conflict. I'm busy that weekend. Right. Well, she didn't have to lie. No, but she didn't have to lie if she would have said, I can't, and leave it at that. Even if the the gentleman pressed her on it, if she just kept saying, I can't, I think we wouldn't be in this situation. What's what's okay. the other question, Mike? Question number two is there. There's a certain amount of fodder on the street that that she said, uh, "You want me to come to your wedding and do this?" And originally, she said, "Look, I'll bake the cake for you. I'll do whatever, but I'm not going to the ceremony." Is there any truth to that? That I, you know, I don't appreciate the call, Mike. Uh, two good questions. I don't know about that. Yeah, there is a lot of scuttle about the we, the we, the, we, the language we, that was used. We got a call on that at the beginning. Well, from, look, from Rob regarding that, that it wasn't the matter of the flowers; it was the matter of the, the event. Here's here's the thing. I've interviewed Baronell when this first happened. I've also interviewed one of the gentlemen in the case. Okay, not together. That would have been quite the entertaining show wouldn't it but i have spoke i spoke to both of them shortly you could have brokered peace i i tried man i tried um but in in talking to both of them individually uh and this was shortly after this all started to come about i got the sense that it was and it, how do i how do i lay this out that she did not want to take part in that ceremony, right. i.e., for her and her business, that means provide, creating and providing flowers for the wedding, whether she delivered them. You know, it, you can deliver flowers hours before the event, 
and and it won't be the event. You see what I'm saying? But by having her flowers sitting there for all the guests and 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 everybody involved, that is taking part in the ceremony, much like the argument about a wedding cake. You know, a cake is a big part of a wedding, as are the flowers, as are the rings. We haven't had any cases, knock on wood, of any uh, ring companies that didn't want to make uh, wedding rings for for a gay wedding. But that's the distinction. And that originally, when when the two parted ways that day, that fateful day, there was... Uh, mutual understanding, certainly disappointment, uh, you know, that, that Baronel wouldn't provide flowers for his wedding because they had been friends and customer, you know, for, for a while. They had a relationship, a business relationship. So there was, there was some sadness, but at some point it turned into a legal battle. And that's where I don't know. I, I can't fill in those blanks. But at some point, somebody encouraged them to file a lawsuit and because they said, hey, that's not right or that's illegal or something, you should take a look at this. I don't know how that all went down. But yes, to go to Mike's first question, if Baronel would have been more ambiguous, not lie and not... And not well, go you, and not go against her re- faith. But you can have any reason to say you're busy. True. It, it does and, and, and but it if not she's necessarily not busy, be a that's lie. lying. Well, but it depends on what your definition of busy is. You know, it depends I'm on busy uh, breathing, what? Well, yeah, who knows? There could have been a bunch of stuff to do around the house. All you, I'm saying is what, it, what, if but, she but, would have had a, a, an ambiguous answer like I can't. That can mean anything. That's not lying. Yeah, it, but it, I can't opens you up to being pressed. That's right. Into if you that, just keep saying I can't. You just turn around saying, "Look, I have a prior commitment. I can't do it." Yeah, but none of that was done, and that's no. why we're in this. Uh, we're talking about it. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey guys, it's Chris from Richland. Hey Chris, you got a question for you? Do you think the courts took in consideration that she did have a longstanding retail history with? These guys? No, uh, I don't think I, they I, did at all. Well, i i know th- would, I know for a fact that the would, that the uh, def- her defense, her attorneys, that was definitely a part of their case. Yeah, I don't think they took it into consideration at all. I think they looked at the one incident and that was it. You'd think that they would have because it should have established uh, that she wasn't biased. She just didn't want to have to anything to do with their personal life. And that's kind of been my point all along. Is if you show the pattern of interaction between the two, there was never a denial until it came to the event itself. And if you if you discriminate, usually discrimination is based on a pattern of behavior so you can prove discrimination. As time has gone on, we have confused, offended, and discriminated. We have, we have confused, um, you know, I don't necessarily buy into this with discriminated. We've, look, if somebody walks into your business, if you're a business owner, and somebody walks into your business of a particular ethnicity or wearing a particular emblem that, that, that symbolizes a religion, and you tell them you can't serve them, can you prove discrimination there? No, not necessarily. If somebody else walks in, same ethnicity, 
wearing the same type of thing and you don't serve them. Well, you can begin to wonder. If a third person comes in, same situation, and you refuse them service, now you're beginning to see a pattern of potential discrimination there. But when you look at an individual that was never turned away before and was turned away for an event, to me, that doesn't that doesn't show discrimination. That shows a personal desire or a personal belief or an individual's belief system that is supposed to be protected that says, I really don't feel comfortable being involved in this. Sorry. Going to take a time out. 547-1610-509-547-1610. And it's, it's those little nuances, Rob, that make this case so intriguing. And I think I want the U.S. Supreme Court to take this up because this has a lot of ramifications for many of the reasons that we've talked about. Give us a call, 547-1610. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by McCary Needs in Basin City on News Radio 610, KONA. 547-1610, if you'd like to join the conversation, the Washington State Supreme Court reaffirming unanimously their ruling from 2017 that Baronel Stutzman and Arlene's Flowers violated the state uh, anti-discrimination and the Consumer Protection Act laws uh, when she refused to uh, service with uh, her flowers through her business a same-sex wedding. And uh, following that announcement... Uh, the Attorney General, Bob Ferguson, who filed the claim initially, uh, released a statement, said, quote, Washington state law protects same-sex couples from discrimination based on their sexual orientation the same way it protects Washingtonians from discrimination based on their religion, veteran or military status, disability, race, and other protected classes. He goes on to say, I will continue to uphold these laws and fight to protect Washingtonians from discrimination, end of quote. Are we All Washingtonians? Yeah, that's well. He From all he, forms he, of discrimination? Well, he even listed based, uh, you know, discrimination based on their religion. So what was that, that was because was, I heard an interesting story about that. I don't know if it's true or not, but I did hear an interesting story. I guess we could call it a folktale. Involved, involved in this case. Is this a fake news story? Well, I don't know if it's a fake news story, but but it's a grapevine story for sure. Okay. That that A.G. Ferguson early on in this um, actually asked Baronel Stutzman to just accept the fine and let the case go. Mm. Um, that he didn't want to go to court, that it was not something that he wanted to do that based on the way this was filed and everything else and where he saw it ending up, he saw it ending it up negatively for her. And he, this is, again, it's a story that I heard. I don't know if there's any veracity to it, but I thought, interestingly enough, based on that statement that it's worth passing on, that it sounded more along the lines of he already knew how it was going to end up instead of, necessarily protecting her right her religious freedom 
I know where this is going to go. Pay the fine and let's end it instead of this this long long out court battle. Now, um, well, you could certainly argue. Uh, I I don't know. And if she basically turned not, around but, and said, "I believe in what I believe in, and yeah. I'm not doing this." Well, you. I, if that story is true, and I want to say it's a big capital I, capital F, if, then that could be perceived as bullying, too. Um, so let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Dave from Kenner. Hi, Dave. What's up? I was wondering if you could fill in some holes here for the, on this story. We'll try. Um, from what, yeah, thanks. From what I have heard and read, that there wasn't even a complaint filed that somehow Ferguson saw this via Facebook or something like that. Somehow it was fed to him. And then he decided to take this and run with it. Is, if there's any, I didn't know if there's any truth to that or what did he, was he even obligated to get involved or was he just trying to put more trophies on his shelf for his future political ambitions? You know, here's the interesting thing about that, Dave, and and we've already seen the attorney general kind of pick and choose uh, what he wants to defend under the state constitution and what he doesn't. I don't know if he inserted himself or if the the story of the third party um, was 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 kind of the motivation to contacting the AG's office. But there have been a number of things that Bob Ferguson. Uh, has not inserted himself in that are specifically protected in the U.S. Constitution, like what's been going on with the uh, Seattle income tax situation. He's not defended the state constitution once when it comes to an income tax. However, if it's something that's, that that satisfies his political ambitions and his ideology, he's the first one to jump on board. Um, so did he have to insert himself? No. But he did it because he knew it would gain him uh, significant credibility among the base that he particularly leans towards. Appreciate the call. I I guess one hole that I can fill in, and again, not defending him, please don't hear me say that, but he has filed many cases under the Consumer Protection Act. Uh, That is probably... (laughs) Second only to uh, suing the the Trump administration is is the type of lawsuits that he and his office have filed since he's taken office, and that is under the Consumer Protection Act, and that is one of the facets in this one too. So there is a track record, if you will, in that. Again, going back to your story, Rob. The again, if it's true, um, I don't, I don't know. What he meant by Baronel Stutzman should just take the pay the fine and let's move on. He knows what the Washington state law is. Right. And, and again, every every court decision so far has been based on the Washington state law, which is why they've all gone the way of Bob Ferguson. So in that respect, he could have been offering some friendly advice saying, look, don't challenge this. It's it's Washington state law. You're going to lose. And she obviously said, I'll take my chances. Or he was trying to bully her because he wasn't sure how it was going to go. Hard to say. Hour number one is in the books. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two is still ahead.